My entitled Karen of a roommate calls the cops on me after I ask her to pay me back for rent. And I've never been more shocked by anyone's behavior in my life. Here's what happened. So I share a two-bedroom, two-bath apartment with someone who gets triggered by the most minor things. She thrives on conflict, and I do my best not to cause any conflict. But it is nearly impossible with this 38-year-old woman who also just so happens to work from home. For example, she doesn't want me to be around some of the common areas, such as the outdoor patio because she told me her stuff is there. She has a lot of stuff, by the way. She has so much stuff that she feels the need to put some of it in the living room and on the patio because there's so much of it. She also told me she is a germaphobe. She doesn't want me to touch anything such as the light switches, the doorknobs, refrigerator handles, or the kitchen sink handles. And if I do, I need to wipe it down because she thinks that my hands are gross and sweaty. So, okay, whatever. As long as she is paying rent, I can tolerated. This changed though when she became a deadbeat. She said that she would pay me sometime last week but she still hasn't done it. She actually needed to pay me on the 1st of June but I made the mistake of trusting her and letting her get by. I am a bit frustrated. Not only at myself but at her as well. I already submitted paperwork to get her evicted but the notice gives her two weeks. Even then if she doesn't move out I will have to actually get a court order just to make her move and that will take weeks alone. Today, I decided to sit in the living room and wait for my roommate so we could try and talk about rent. When my roommate Karen arrived and saw me sitting near her stuff, she literally freaked out. She rudely called me out and told me not to sit near her stuff. I asked her when she'll be paying me back. She ignored me and continued to walk into her room. Then, 15 to 20 minutes later, she walked out while talking on the phone. I asked her again and she still ignored me. She walked around to go outside to the patio and closed the sliding door behind her. I pretty much just chilled next to her stuff in front of the sliding door. When she came out of the patio, I decided to go out on the patio and close the sliding door behind me. After 20 minutes on the patio, I was dumbfounded that she hadn't tried to argue with me yet. I thought that would do it, but boy, did I not realize that this was only the beginning of my troubles. It's right about then that I caught a glimpse of her phone on the other side of the sliding glass patio doors. Glancing at me, I heard her say, he is sitting on the floor watching video on his phone. I didn't think much of it. She was probably telling her friend how triggered she was, which is the reaction I wanted. She should know that I have a right to use this space. Ten minutes later, lo and behold, a female cop opened the sliding door. I was baffled because I knew I didn't break any law. I didn't bother her. I didn't raise my voice. I didn't throw insults. I didn't show violent aggression. I didn't touch her or threaten my roommate. The cop asked me what was going on. I nervously explained to the cop that my My roommate and I had some conflict on rent, and I added that my roommate gets mad whenever I chill out on the patio. First, she told me my roommate can take a walk if she's triggered by me sitting on the patio. Secondly, she asked me if I was going through the legal process of kicking her out. I said yes, and then I showed her the emails. She told me to sit tight and then walk back inside to chat with my roommate. I heard my roommate talking loudly. I couldn't make out what she was saying, probably talking about how bad of a roommate I am, which is truly ironic. After 10 minutes, the same cop returned and told me my roommate was rambling about stuff. I just nodded and told her it didn't surprise me. She went back inside and after 10 minutes, the cop came back and told me they couldn't do anything and that this was a civil matter. We were told to avoid and not talk to each other and then they left. My roommate went to get her blood pressure checked by a paramedic. She later returns to her room just to pout and cry. Fast forward and she's been crying in her room for over an hour and I think she was 
was probably talking to her mom because suddenly I received $956 in my bank account. I wasn't expecting this at all, but honestly, I don't care. So when it comes to my stupid entitled Karen of a roommate, that's exactly what you get. And if you don't like it, I'll be sitting in the common area next to your stuff if you want to talk. What an awful roommate. Imagine trying to collect rent and she goes ahead and says, I'm going to call the police. You're threatening me. Like seriously, you're an idiot. I really hope she got in trouble for calling the police on something that was so useless. Like your roommate wasn't doing anything wrong. Just because you're getting upset by the fact that you owe them money doesn't mean you get to call the police and pretend like they did anything wrong. Because the original poster is just looking for their money. And it doesn't matter if you hide outside, on the patio, or in the front room. You still owe them money and you better pay up. Because very quickly, if you don't pay up, you're going to be in the court of law and you're going to be wishing you had just paid for your rent. So good for the original poster for putting your foot down and not letting this weird entitled Karen try to get their way. Because the way they were acting was so uncalled for and they had no right to call the cops on something that absolutely did not need their presence. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. Am I the Jerk for kicking the majority of my husband's family out of our wedding when they celebrated their traditions but violated many of my personal rules and boundaries? Here's what happened. So my husband and I just got married this January, but the wedding was an absolute mess. For context, my husband by the name of Ben, that's not his real name, has a very close-knit family that doesn't take well to outsiders, surprises, or change. Most family reunions and gatherings don't allow plus ones or spouses, only immediate family. Ben has two brothers and one sister. Each of my in-laws have wives and husbands, yet they still aren't allowed to come to the majority of the family events. So it's unfortunately not just me. Even though I can't attend most events with his family, I still have a somewhat decent relationship with them. Before the wedding, I've never had a major issue with them, but they've always been distant from me and I don't really mind. Now let's talk about the wedding itself. The wedding was planned for New Year's Day since that was the day that we met, the day Ben asked me to be his girlfriend and the day that he proposed. So that holiday has always been very special to us. Everyone agreed that New Year's Day was a perfect day for the wedding, so no issues there in the slightest. Unfortunately, we did have a problem with other things. Ben's family has lots of odd traditions that they do, and over the years I've put up with them and embraced them. They include having a homemade sheet cake rather than a professional wedding cake, wearing all white, and having all the children walk up the aisle to toss flowers, rather than having one designated flower girl or boy. However, I wanted my day to be good for the both of us, so we made some compromises. We could have the homemade sheet cake, but we both had to agree on the flower and design. Anyone could wear what they wanted besides white, and there would be no children at the wedding. And my husband suggested that, not me. We both talked to our families, and everyone agreed that these rules and boundaries were fine. That is, until the day of the wedding came, and my side of the family was dressed appropriately, with no children present, and everything was going great. But when Ben's family came along, everything changed. There were lots of children and babies, and everyone was wearing all white. Apparently, their tradition was more important than what I had already said. Only three people actually respected the rules set in place, the spouses of Ben's siblings. Ben and I were mortified. We immediately kicked them out and allowed the three people who followed the rules to stay, but they left with their partners, which we really didn't mind. The wedding went as normal, but it felt incredibly ruined. We ended up canceling the post-wedding celebration after some of his family members snuck inside. After we came back from our honeymoon, we were both berated by his family members and basically shunned from his family. I feel so guilty 
guilty for not allowing them to practice their traditions. So honestly, am I the jerk for shutting them down and kicking them out of my wedding for not following the rules? Let me say this first and foremost, as honestly as I can. Your in-laws and extended family are completely in the wrong here. I don't care what their traditions are. The fact that they came to your wedding and blatantly broke the rules set in place is entirely inappropriate and it completely is disregarding you and your special day. They had no right to show up and try and ruin your special day with your husband. And they are absolutely in the wrong for doing this. I mean, at least there were some people that tried to follow the rules. Like, that at least can be commendable. But the rest of the family seriously tried to hijack your wedding. They tried to say, oh, you made some rules? Yeah, forget that. We're going to show up in white and all our kids are going to be running all over the place. So truly, I don't blame you for kicking them out. They were being weird, they broke the rules, and they did not respect you or your boundaries. And in my opinion, you are completely justified for getting them out of there. And if I was in your shoes, I would have done the exact same thing. My ex-wife is about to be homeless and is now begging me to live with me and my son in my home. And at this point, I seriously don't know what to do. So to start things out, buckle up, friends, because my life's fever dream is about to get weird. I will be as brief as possible, but I am still trying to figure out what to do here, which is why I am posting this. For a bit of backstory, three years ago during COVID, my ex-wife by the name of Patricia, that's not her real name, completely cheated on me. We have one young son and have been married for seven years. I tried to work things out, but her mom convinced her she cheated because she was unhappy with me. It was a very high conflict divorce, and at first I made a few bad decisions, which was letting her have access to our joint bank account. I had a ton of false police accusations against me and CPS calls, so I put everything up to a camera. I walked with a body cam outdoors. I was utterly self-monitored to avoid allegations. A week after I put up the cameras, I caught her and her family breaking into my house. Legally speaking, she did not get arrested because we are still married, but it does look bad in court. However, I took my lawyer's advice and the custody my state gives fathers. Fortunately for me, she fell in love with someone in a European country and handed away most of the rights to my son. Most, as in I got full custody, but she retained legal custody, meaning that she could pull him out of school or get his medical records and stuff like that. My lawyer said this protected me if we went back to court because she would probably win that before and I would look bad. One year later, she is getting divorced a second time and moving in with our mutual friend. The divorce happened about a month ago and during this time, she has not attempted to visit my son. As a side note here, my lawyer advised me to play it cool and not to antagonize, nor withhold our son. Also, he told me to buy a house and set down some roots. That way, it makes it harder to take him away from me. Again, our divorce was a high conflict one, and I was terrified she would try and take him away from me. I am more than willing to allow her to see my son, and I want her to do the right thing and let my son grow up happy. Honestly, that's all I care about. Her history says that she is very volatile, and I am very concerned. But this is where the current problem comes into play. I don't want to bury the lead here, so the crux is is that she wants to move in for a few weeks until her YouTube career takes off. I am not insane, so I do not have any confidence in this career. I also question her mental health for the reasons listed above. For some further context, our mutual friends, a couple with three children, grew tired of my ex-wife and for good reason. They assumed she would do the usual thing, get a job and get back up on her feet. They also work very hard and sometimes struggle to get by. So working 10 hours a day to then come home to someone doing absolutely nothing is very discouraging. They gave her a deadline to get out and they would involve legal 
matters. That deadline is in a few days, so my ex-wife has decided to call me and ask if she could live with me for a few weeks. She recently joined some new age religion. There is a lot of detail to share here, but I want to leave the tangent manageable. So instead, I'll just say that she believes a very specific religion line by line, even though she denies that religion by name. And that's the most I'm going to say. Now, I am religious, so I'm careful not to make fun of other religions. It would not be sincere of me to do so. But it started with tarot card readings, which then led to going on to TikTok. And she believes that she is a star seed and an ancient alien who came to spread the light to the world. It seems like a mix of a few different specific religions and other spiritual things all mashed in one. She thinks that she is a chosen being, risen above the masses, and of course, that plays strongly into her ego. Everyone internally wants to feel like they are unique, and believing that you're some kind of royal bloodline certainly feeds into that. Right now, I am legitimately suspecting some kind of mental illness. Our mutual friends tell me that they don't recognize her anymore, and that she is being secretive, and not letting them know what's happening. I'm a single dad with 100% custody and zero support from the other parent. My dating life is also not looking up, but I have a promising career and we get by. I'm incredibly fortunate in a lot of ways. I've been getting a ton of therapy for my codependent behaviors and I honestly don't need this. She tells me she will be homeless if I don't take her in. She is not speaking with her immediate family because she moved to another country. If I let her in though, it will seriously affect my mental health. What on earth should I do? I am leaning towards calling her bluff and letting her figure it out, though it appears that she will never get a job. Would the courts hate that? I am very uncomfortable with this position and I seriously don't know what to do. Your ex-wife sounds like she is mentally unwell and she seriously needs help. And honestly, if I was in your shoes, there's no way on earth I would let her in. I would be an absolute fool to let that happen. This would be horrible for you and your son. And also, I'm very curious about what kind of YouTube career this lady has because I very highly doubt she has anything in front of her. This sounds like someone who is clearly going through a mental crisis and someone that absolutely needs some help. And fortunately, that help does not need to come from you. So in my opinion, I would steer clear of this because this sounds like an out of control train. And if you're not careful, she will absolutely ruin everything that you've worked for. Am I the jerk for denying an older woman shelter from a storm after she creeped me out and gave me a weird feeling after she demanded to get into my car? Here's what happened. So I'm an avid hiker in Australia. Last week, I encountered a middle-aged woman around 50 years old as I was coming off the trail. She was walking in my direction as I came out of the bush. It was strange to see her. The sun was almost down and the weather was starting to turn. Also, this was an immediate collection of trails at best and was difficult even for me at the worst. She didn't look super athletic. My point being, my weird radar was already going off. She walked up to me and stopped, standing too close for my comfort, gestured toward the clearing where my car was parked, and asked whether it was my car. No greeting, no nothing. When I looked over, something made me uncomfortable. There were no other cars other than mine in sight. The trail I was on isn't crazy far from civilization, but it's not a walk away. One of those highway rest stops that's there for the trail and a few parking spots, if that. So there's no way she could have gotten here without driving. I let her know that yes, it was my car, to which she responded something like, perfect, there's a storm coming and I can't be caught in the middle of it. I need to get home. She was very matter of fact. It seemed like she had already decided what would happen without waiting for my response. She then started striding towards my car. I am glad I always lock my doors because she would have hopped right in the passenger seat had the door opened. As she was walking over 
over to it. I went after her, trying to explain that I wasn't sure it was a good idea for her to hitch a ride, asking why she was out here in the first place. I was practically talking to a brick wall until she realized the car was locked, at which point she turned around with this look of anger and frustration on her face. She started ranting the same stuff as before. I need to go home. The storm is coming. I cannot be caught in it. Why don't you get it? I was very confused at this point, while also being just a little bit scared, as this woman was now a barrier between me and my vehicle. I told her something like, I'm sorry, but I don't feel comfortable with a stranger in my car. She stared me down for a few seconds, I guess trying to gauge her chances at asking again. And just like that, the anger drops from her face and she goes silent. I was really uncomfortable. I asked if I could call someone, if there was another way to help her out, but she starts walking towards me. But thankfully, then she walks right past me. I'm still asking her questions, then just saying stuff like, hello, excuse me? But there was no response. She walked to the other end of the rest stop and maintained eye contact with me as she sat down on a log. Then she just stared at nothing. I did not follow her. I got into my car really shaken up and I drove away. As soon as I was back in cell phone range, I called fire and rescue and they said that they would send someone out right away. I was so scared for my safety in that moment, but she was just some woman alone in the middle of nowhere. Am I the jerk for refusing this lady a ride as well as shelter from my car? You are not the jerk. In fact, you're a genius. You did the right thing by saying no, I do not want you in my car. Here's the thing, and this is honestly my philosophy in life. If I'm uncomfortable with a situation, I'm not going to do it. You can't make me do it. No one's going to force me to do anything. If my weird radar is going off and I feel like my safety is legitimately in danger, then I'm not going to do it. And there is no one that can convince me otherwise. This isn't just me having anxiety. Sometimes your body just knows when a situation is off. So when some strange person, woman, man, whoever, walks up to you in the middle of the night practically, alone on a trail with nobody else around, and says that they're getting into your car to get out of this supposed storm, then that immediately is going to be a situation where I'm going to say, no, you are not going to do that. I would much rather be rude than not alive, if you know what I mean. She very easily could have been carrying something very dangerous that could have made this into something a lot more extreme. I mean, you're in the middle of nowhere. She could have pulled something out and taken your car from you. Then what are you going to do? suddenly your good deed turned into a really bad situation. In the modern day and age, people have a lot of options to get around where they need to go. But that does not mean you have to bend to anybody and everybody's will just to try and help them out. I'm all about being a good Samaritan. I'm all about helping people in need and being charitable to your fellow man. All that stuff is great. But if it jeopardizes my safety, there's no way I'm going to participate. I'm going to step away and find the proper avenues to help somebody. And the way the original poster handled this situation is honestly the exact same way I would handle this situation. Calling fire and rescue is the best thing you could do for this lady because at the end of the day and the way she was acting seriously was incredibly sketchy and this very easily could have become something a lot more dangerous. Am I the jerk for purchasing my guy friend his dream birthday present and outshining his girlfriend in the process? So my guy friend, we'll call him Timmy, that's not his real name, has been one of my best friends since college. We're in our mid-20s now and are both currently in committed relationships with long-term partners. I have never had feelings for Timmy, nor has he ever had feelings for me. Ever since college, Timmy has been a huge watch fanatic. Two months ago, he was showing me this stunning vintage watch and made an offhand comment about how he would explode with joy if he somehow got his hands on one. Very coincidentally, I was in New York City a few weeks ago, and I stumbled upon this watch store and just so happened to 
have the exact same one that Timmy was looking for. It was expensive, I won't lie, and it was about $2,500, but I decided to get it for his 25th birthday. To me, it was basically fate. My boyfriend and I do very well financially, so this was something that I could personally afford, and I wanted to buy it for Timmy, especially knowing how happy it would make him. Now, Timmy has a tradition of hosting a dinner party at his place for his birthday, and then following that up with some cake and gift opening. I told him before the dinner that my gift was a huge surprise, and asked if he could save it for last, and he agreed to do so. His girlfriend ends up going first, and she gets him this gorgeous sweater that she crocheted for him, and a book that he's been wanting, which I thought was super thoughtful and lovely. Last, it was my gift. When he opened it and saw what it was, he literally screamed, hopped over a bunch of people, and squeezed me in this big bear hug. I was so happy to see him happy. It genuinely filled me with so much joy. He even got emotional, and I saw him swipe a few tears. He also said that it was the best gift he'd ever received. The whole time, his girlfriend was only slightly smiling and stayed quiet. The next morning, I get a text from his girlfriend that essentially said that although she appreciated my thoughtful gift, she thought that it was a bit out of touch and lacking awareness. She admitted that Timmy had also told her about the watch, and she wanted to get it for him, but it was way out of her budget. She accused me of knowing this, even though I had no idea, and still got it just to rub it in her face and try and outshine her at his birthday. She finished by saying how she felt like I had overstepped a boundary by getting the gift and would appreciate me not doing anything similar to it again in the future. I responded and told her that while I could see her point of view, I was just trying to do a nice thing for a close friend of mine. I asked her, wouldn't you rather he had gotten the gift and seen the happiness it brought him than him not getting it at all? She responded that happiness was only shared between me and Timmy and that no one else felt happy about what I did for him and that she felt hurt by my actions. Only my boyfriend knows about this and he's on my side. But thinking it through again, I do see how I could have overstepped. But my boyfriend says that it's not my job to apologize for her insecurities. What should I do? Honestly, I don't think you're the jerk here. Like, I'm sorry you can't afford the watch, but guess what? I could and he really wanted it and he was really happy. Like, the fact that she can't be happy for her boyfriend getting things that he wants is honestly a big red flag. She clearly wanted this day to be all about her and that's just not fair for the boyfriend in the slightest. So truly, you did nothing wrong. The girlfriend in this situation is being a weirdo and honestly, it really shows that you really do care about your friend. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.